0: With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Police are seeking the public's assistance. They're on the hunt for 24-year-old Charles Leonard Walton III, who was last known to be living in the Prospect area. Mr. Walton is wanted on firearms offenses, and police say they believe he is armed and dangerous. If you see him, don't approach. Instead, call 911. Investigators also say if you have any information that might assist them, to call the Georgetown Police Station. The number is 949-4222. If the circumstances are time sensitive, then call 911. They are also encouraging Mr. Walton to turn himself in to the Cayman Islands Detention Center or the nearest active police station at any time, day or night. Anonymous tips can be provided to police on their confidential tip line at 949 7777, or you can do that online at rcips.ky. Today's COVID results, 926 PCR tests, 9 positives in travelers, and 15 positives in the community. Three of those are children. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee says there are two people still in hospital. Both are stable.
1: If you'll remember that one has been there for several weeks. The other was recently admitted and was actually admitted directly um, to the intensive care unit. And that person is not vaccinated.
0: Dr. Lee also has today's update on the COVID vaccination program.
1: There have been 111,027 vaccinations for COVID-19 disease across the islands. 55,991 are first doses and this represents 79 percent of the estimated population at 71,106. 53,684 people have had their second dose to complete the course and that represents 75 percent. 1,352 people have now had a third or booster dose, and this represents 70% of those over 50.
0: The CMO is also reminding the public the booster program is now open to anyone over the age of 50 and anyone who is clinically extremely vulnerable. You will only be allowed to get the booster if it has been six months since your second dose of the COVID vaccine. The West Bay Post Office, by the way, back open after several days of deep cleaning and mail sanitization. The post office was closed after an employee tested positive for COVID-19 over the weekend. Officials say the employee didn't report for work on Friday after feeling unwell. They did wear a mask to work the day before on Thursday. Even though Postal Services staff have been wearing PPE, that's personal protective equipment at work, we're told as a precaution, mail was removed from P.O. boxes and sanitized. The post office again is back open been for duty. The Lions Club of Grand Cayman has been stepping up to help in the fight against COVID, donating the use of the Lions Center for the National COVID-19 Vaccination Program and as a site for PCR testing. The Health Services Authority's Director of Primary Health Care and Medical Officer of Health Dr. Samuel Williams-Rodriguez says the site has really helped in the effort.
2: Relocation of the COVID-19 vaccination clinic to the Lions Center was fitting due to its central location and its capacity. Public Health is grateful to the Lions Club for generously donating this space toward the continued operation of the clinic. The contribution allows us to continue to work toward the prevention of the spread of COVID-19 and the protection of the people of
0: Iceland. Lions Club president, Eric Anderson, said the center and the club have been of service to the community for decades, and Lions are proud to continue that tradition during the pandemic. A battle over public beach access rights heads to open court Friday. Local activist Billy Adams says when Dart built the Kempton Hotel and the Building Foundation Tunnel by the Royal Palms Coral Caymanian Hotel site over West Bay Road, four beach access rights of way were blocked. That triggered a battle that until now has been heard behind closed doors. Judge Margaret Ramsey-Hale ruled the matter should no longer be ex parte, and Mr. Adams is encouraging the public to attend court on Friday morning, starting at 9 a.m. at Kirk House Radio Cayman. And has reached out to DART for comment. Environmental advocacy group Sustainable Cayman says they're optimistic the planning and infrastructure minister will do what he can to save a valuable part of the island's ecosystem that was destined to become housing. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin Solans explains. When Minister for Planning and Infrastructure Johanny Ebanks spared some mangrove land, this was a huge win for Sustainable Cayman. This
2: is very, very, very significant and is a is a clear indication. That the minister is willing to listen and engage with the community, and we very much got the feeling from the minister uh, that he's very passionate about the people and the communities. And healthy, happy communities create a thriving, prosperous country.
0: Melanie Carmichael, Sustainable Cayman administrator, says the minister came to this decision after a meeting that took place earlier this year on environmental projects. And specifically, at the time,
2: just before. Um, the change of administration, um, the previous government had purchased um, a large tract of mangroves right next to randyke Gardens. Um, and, you know, we were concerned about that because um, deforesting that and filling that area was going to cost an exorbitant amount of money and it would actually directly impact the neighboring land, specifically um with flood
0: issues. This refers to the National Housing Development Trust acquired by the previous government in 2019. Sustainable Man presented possibilities and benefits of protecting the land.
2: Presented those to the minister. So he obviously went away and he did various research and that he is inclined to not proceed with any sort of housing development on that property because, frankly, the costs of filling that in would not make financial sense. So he was basically saying that he would prefer, as the housing minister, to look elsewhere to land that is more practical and then keep these lands as green open space. Also for the community
0: around the area because they would have no green space around them if you removed that. According to Sustainable Cayman's press release, the minister says he is optimistic pending further consultation with the chairman and the board that plans to proceed with the housing project could be shelved with a view to acquiring more suitable land in the Newlands area for the NHDT. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. The 24 acres of land was secured by the previous government in 2019 and earmarked for use by the National Housing Development Trust. The Cayman Island Center for Business Development celebrates its first anniversary. Now part of the new Ministry of Investment, Innovation and Social Development, Minister Responsible the Honorable Andre Ebanks says the center has played a vital role in supporting Cayman businesses affected by COVID-19 as well as serving as an incubator for some 16 businesses. Center Director Althea Westmayer says they're excited about the future and the opportunity to empower more entrepreneurs.
3: Entrepreneurship is a tool that can have a widespread, long-lasting impact in its ability to empower people. The Center's work focuses on creating an enabling environment for small businesses here in the Cayman Islands. It uses a particular combination of advocacy, guidance, mentoring, and structured training to nurture small businesses in their vulnerable early phases so that they can truly reach their potential here and globally.
0: Ms. Westmayer says the center is involved in wider advocacy and strategic efforts to create an enabling regulatory environment for small business in the islands. Over the past year, officials say the center played a key role in aiding businesses affected by government's response to COVID-19, particularly the border closure. $8.96 million in grants were awarded to small and micro businesses over two phases, along with an additional $1.35 million in stipends. It's been five years since the last Cayman Islands Folk Singers Concert Series, and at the end of this month, they're back with memories of yesteryears. Marcy Matu is the managing director of the Cayman National Cultural Foundation and a member of the group.
3: We have our own culture. We have literally developed and created all these lovely songs that people are often not hearing because we hear maybe one or two of them only, and there's so many others in in the Folk Singers repertoire. But we've also adapted things from around the world. because of our travels. I mean, Caymanians are world travelers, and we have been that way for generations.
0: She says the concert series will be taking us on a journey of sorts.
3: A lot of us don't get to be on planes right now, um, so this is an opportunity to sort of travel the world with the Caymanian seafarers and also experience what the women who stayed behind did to help build the country. So it's a combination of
0: both things um through song. And like folk songs around the world, Caymanian folk songs tell a story.
3: We're going to take people from being at home in Cayman to getting on the ship or getting on a boat and sailing off into the far blue yonder, and then meeting and experiencing people in other parts of the world, and then Longing for being at home again and coming home and having those reunions. And I think it's going to be something that people will really enjoy.
0: The Cayman Folk Singers Memories of Yester Years takes place on Friday, the 29th of October through Sunday, the 31st of October at the Harkwell and on Saturday, November 6th in Cayman Brack at the Agriculture Grounds. You can find out more by contacting CNCF at 949 5477 or email CNCF at artscayman.org. You can also reach out to any member of the Cayman Folk Singers. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.